We are extremely delighted to come your way again this Saturday morning with your favorite radio talk show, the Nasco Moments Radio Show. By the way, how many times have you washed your hands today? As long as humans exist, there will always be need for food. The two major sources of food known to mankind are crops and animals. Animal protein in Nigeria is an important part of daily meals and a good proportion of household food budgets are expended on a wide range of animal products. With a population of about 200 million people, there appears to be a huge market for livestock farming and great prospects for citizens willing to pursue a career in it. Over the years, livestock farming has become a booming business in the country, providing a source of livelihood for millions of people. This is coming at a time government is trying to diversify the economy from over-dependence on oil to maximizing the country's agricultural potentials. Despite all of this, the country is reported to be falling short of its livestock requirements. According to the Nigeria Institute of Animal Science, the country's livestock production must be increased by at least 60% if it is to satisfy her demand for animal protein consumption. Joining us on NASCO Women's Radio Show this morning is Mr. Wudiama Paul Gindry, a professional in animal production technology. He has worked with Karang Farms, H2Ology Ventures, as well as Getagare Stone Crushing Company Limited. He's the founder and CEO of Woody Industries Nigeria Limited and a widely traveled animal scientist with rich international experiences from Germany, Ethiopia, Thailand, among others. He shall be sharing his informed views as we discuss the entrepreneurship and commercial prospects in livestock farming. My name is Hudun Gyan. Stay tuned. Mama Shakara, eh? this your shabby city shine <laughs> And how don't fit? How manage? Ah, my sister. Now, Brightex white detergent, oh. Brightex detergent, not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash clothes clean, well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and soap? No, you know the chop and do. And it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Mama Shakara, me too now. Brightex detergent, I go to use to wash all my clothes now so that I go to shine, shine, and scent, scent, and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex White Detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Mr. Budiama Paul Gindry, it's nice to have you on the NASCO Moment Show. Thank you. Nice to be on your show. Okay. So, can you give the listener a sense of the livestock sector in Nigeria? Hmm. Uh, well, basically, uh, livestock production covers predominantly two things. is milk production and meat production. And those two things, they have byproducts. So, it's a very large industry. It's an industry that, if well-managed, well-planned, Nigeria should be cashing in on a huge amount of money. But it's unfortunate that uh, we don't put our money where our mouth is. So, but the industry is large. In livestock production, we, it's not just, it, there's so many animals. We call them farm animals. And farm, farm animals are animals that we get like from poultry, turkey. In poultry, has a lot. Turkey, quails, there's so much. A beef cattle production and then there's dairy production there's sheep and goat production in sheep and goat too you do meat production and milk production and then you have pork which is pigs uh, it's a large industry mm. it's a very big industry it's not it's not an industry that we should uh, look at it as a write-off it's a very huge industry 
Why is livestock farming important? Uh, it's very important because it, it provides the basic po uh, protein needs for every Nigerian. If you want to have a good nation, you need to provide good protein for the nation because your children need to take good milk to grow. They need that calcium level and meat, which is, there are a lot of essential amino acids in it. So it's, it's a very good and important industry. And the byproducts that come from all these animals, they're very important. The lipsticks we produce, the bristle brushes we use, the, the heightened skin we use in our cars, in our belts, our wallets. It's, it's a very large industry. It's not an industry that is a wash-off. Mm, so nothing actually is wasted on the farm? No, nothing is wasted. You've mentioned the different types of livestock farming in practice, but can you talk to us a bit more about them in detail? Oh, okay. Uh, you're trying to take me back to school, so it's, it's interesting. <laughs> so uh, we have three forms of, of uh, livestock, produ uh, livestock production in farming generally, in agriculture. We have the intensive and then we have the semi-intensive and then the extensive. Every kind of farming cuts across that. When we say extensive, it talks about subsistent farming. That's basically what we do in Nigeria. And we still manage to feed ourselves with just a subsistent farming. Uh, then we have the intensive, which is like an upgrade from the subsistent farming, where you have your livestock, they go out for grazing, they come back. So you have all of that. And then the intensive, the animals are kept in one place. They don't move from one place to another. They're properly taking, uh, proper, uh, they're taking care of well. They are treated and... You've mentioned extensive, yes. intensive, yes. and... I'm talking about the, ex the intensive now. They're kept in one place. They don't go grazing. We feed them mostly on zero grazing. For beef cattle production, let me use that as an example. There's what we call the feedlot system where animals are kept in one place, water is given, proper treatment is given, and they produce more. And you're able to take proper data of your animals. And even the health of the public starts from the farm. You don't just push out meat to the, to the public or milk to the public. There's what we call withdrawal periods in drugs that we treat animals from. So these are technical things that we need to take care of properly. And by doing that, you add value to your livestock. They grow bigger. Uh, normal cattle that graze out on the roads or on the streets, their total weight in the extensive is probably about 800 kilograms of body weight. But in an intensive setting, I'm sure to tell you that you get between 950 to 1,000 kilograms of body weight of, on, the, on the cow. So basically, that's that's some of the things you get as benefit that improves. So those are like the three forms, three forms. But we have, we, we, we still, if we go detailed, we have meat production, dairy production. And in meat production, we have heights and skin production. And in milk production, we have cheese production and other forms of milk. Where do eggs fall? Oh, eggs, they actually, yeah, they're a source of protein. They come under poultry. And poultry predominantly you just produce eggs and meat. Okay. So that's it. What are the commercial prospects of livestock farming? Wow, it's very large. Uh, let, let's use milk as an example. Uh, from the statistics for last year, it's estimated to be about 1.8 billion US dollars. 
that Nigeria made from milk sales. So it's a huge market. That's just one sector. And it's just, we're not talking about sheep and goat milk. We're just talking about cow milk, cattle milk. You know, they're milk from, from camels. They're milk from, yeah, from, uh, milk from camel. We have milk from sheep and goat, which is very good for cosmetic production. It's very rich for children. Yeah, that's sheep and that's why it's dead expensive. It's used for soap production. So there are a lot of stuff we get. So it's a very large industry, that, that sector alone. We're then we're talking about the beef industry, which is another multi-billion industry. I, I'll tell you that in Joss alone, we consume over 10,000 cattle per day. Just in Joss, because we have a population of almost 1 million people in Joss. So uh, if the abattoirs were put in place and proper settings are put in place, it's a huge industry. This is huge interest. Huge revenue for government as well. All right, thank you for joining us on the NASCO Moment Show. We're taking a break right now. Please don't go away. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans deep stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. Your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Welcome back. This is the NASCO Moment Show on radio. Our guest today is Mr. Woodyama Paul Gindry, a professional in animal production technology. He's the founder and CEO of Woody Industries Nigeria Limited and a widely traveled animal scientist with rich international experiences. We are discussing the entrepreneurship and commercial prospects in livestock farming. Now, to get back to the discussion, in what specific ways is livestock farming more beneficial than other systems of farming? Wow. Yeah, you can't, you can't separate them because um, both of them are integral parts of the same thing. Um, we produce grasses to feed the animals. We produce silage from maize to feed the animals. So as much as livestock production is very important, so also crop production is very important. And both sides, they have what we call uh, downlines, or how would I say, um, uh, the word is trying to vanish from my head. It's, um, you have a uh, product range. There's a value chain, that's the word, thank you. The word I was looking for, value chain. In both sides, you have a value chain. But livestock production is, uh, more because it's more protein based and people tend to tilt more to take a lot of livestock to build their their protein and uh, it's it's an industry that it's it's very important you don't throw away the but it's quite technical and you have more precision work you do in livestock production than in crop production uh, in crop production there's you, you have crops that are cash crops that are things that you export. But Nigeria, funny enough, we have not keyed into that market internationally. I'll tell you that uh, Botswana is a country that the second highest income earner 
is from beef cattle. 75% of the meat consumed in Europe comes from Brazil, Botswana, and Argentina, and parts of Brazil. Yeah, Brazil, Argentina, Botswana, and India, these four countries. 70% of the meat consumed in Europe comes from those countries. And Nigeria has a better water table of livestock production than Botswana. And we have a good landmass for, pro for producing livestock to key into that. Why we are not able to cash into the market of the, Euro the European market, to be precise, is we do have drug residues in our, in our, in our meat. We treat our, our animals and we don't observe withdrawal periods because usually it's between 7 days and 31 days depending on the drug. So once, once you take a drug from the pharmaceutical store, once you look at it, you see the withdrawal period on it. Mm. So those are some of the things that is So what happens when you consume meat uh, that has these uh, residues? Oh, well, it's, 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 it's terrible because, uh, for example, that's why you begin to have people that have problems with uh, drug resistance, like uh, malaria drug resistance. They will say, ah, it's malaria drug why it starts is malaria is a protrusion disease and barbaciosis in cattle or sheep and goat is a protrusion disease. So once you don't observe the withdrawal period in the animal, you consume that meat, you're consuming protrusion drugs in your body and it becomes an antagonist when you fall sick. To, and same thing with antibiotics. It's just the same thing. Yeah. So there's a lot of work we need to do in that Yeah, no, regard. seriously. By your assessment, how will you... Um assess the extent to which Nigerians have tapped into the potentials in the lives, livestock sector? Nigerians have done well. We have done well. We have keyed into it. There are a lot of programs that came in and a lot of Nigerians ran after the program. Some cashed, it, cashed into it and made good money. Some went in and failed. Why I would say Nigerians have done well is because it's just individual efforts. It's no efforts from the government to develop people or a sector to develop, to make good money and to generate revenue for the government from the livestock sector. It's just that Nigerians have done well for themselves. That's just the truth. Uh, in poultry, in, in let's say piggery, in uh, quail farming, once you tell a Nigerian that there's money in this thing, we all run into it. And it's unfortunate that proper consultations are not given to farmers where well, a lot of farmers go into it they're not well knowledgeable about it and they don't even know the intricacies of the market mm. they don't even develop a market they just go into it and we crash mm. a lot of us crash okay. yes. reports indicate that uh, there is a serious shortfall in the supply of animal protein what can be done to bridge this gap <laughs> the government has to sit up they they have to it's it's not all about the individuals the banks a policy should be made for the banks to give proper loans to proper farmers. You'll find out that some uh, top shots in the government are the ones that are benefiting the monies to build the farms. Not those that actually studied animal production or people that did livestock farming or people that grew up in it. It's, it's not them that actually get the money. There, there are a lot of guys out there, a lot of people that have lands documented lands and they're trying to seek and get loans to build businesses the government they've not made policies they've not made policies it's so unfortunate that we're still running a colonial uh 
system of governance in Nigeria. So our constitution is, is run based on that. So let's say you want to start livestock farming. What would be the basic requirements to set up and run a successful livestock farm? Well, first things first is you need to know the scale of what you're going into. What capacity do you need to build? What do you want to grow? What animal do you want to grow? You need to make a research on the market. If I produce eggs, where would be my market? If I produce meat, where would be my market? You start from that point. And usually, beef cattle is, is capital intensive. Uh, sheep and goat, they're more mild. They're not capital intensive like the beef cattle. Uh, poultry, 70% of whatever you, uh, you, 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 the cost of production from start to finish, 70% goes into feeding. It's just uh, about 30% that goes to infrastructure and labor and and rearing. But feeding takes about 70%. So you need to know all these things. So these are the basics. And then do you have land that you want to grow? Or are you going to lease a land? What proper arrangements are you doing with people? Are you going to get a consultant to tell you the proper thing to do? And to crown it all up, is the government providing the funds for it? And then are there insurance companies that cover farmers? Because it's a high-risk business, high-risk business. So even if you, uh, but the, the insurance companies that are available, can you just walk to them and say you want insurance for your farm? Yeah, are you yes, insured? yes, they do. Okay. First Bank has, uh, I'm not marketing First Bank, sorry. <laughs> they have an insurance company. I tried uh, getting an insurance for the meat I produce. And they were trying to insure the equipment, but they don't want to insure the meat. But there's a national agricultural insurance company. They have those packages. There are companies that do have those kind of packages. Okay. Yes. All right, we'll continue this conversation in just a short while. It's still the Nasco Moments radio show. Stay with us. Mama Shakara, eh? this your shabby still is shining. <laughs> and how don't fit? How manage? Ah, my sister. Now, Brightex white detergent, oh. Brightex detergent, not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash clothes clean, well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and soap? No, you know the chop and do. And it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Mama Shakara, me too now. Brightex detergent, I go to use to wash all my clothes now so that I go to shine, shine, and scent, scent, and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Thank you for staying tuned. It's the NASCO Moment Show on radio. Our guest has been Mr. Woodyama Paul Gindry, a professional in animal production technology. He has been sharing his thoughts on the entrepreneurship and commercial prospects in livestock farming. Now, what government policy should be on ground to support the optimization of livestock farming in Nigeria? There are so many. <laughs> there are so many. Um, we, we have a lot of bottlenecks in our system. So first things first, the, the, the government needs, needs to downscale some of these bottlenecks and make it... Farming is tough. Sorry, let, before I get back to my point, farming is tough. And the reason why farming is tough is it's very technical. You, there's a lot of risk in it. And most people that access loans for farming don't insure whatever they do. So the banks are not motivated to give out loans. Let's, let's use um, China, for example. 
China gives out loans to farmers at minus 2% interest. Yes. So, and every equipment, every food or every feed they're giving their animals or every drugs has been paid for to the companies that are manufacturing these things directly. The vet doctors do get paid for. So they give the services to these farmers. You as a farmer, you sit down, you just be faithful to build it. Within two, three years, you already paid that that loan back and you're growing. We need to get to that point. We're, we're looking at Nigeria from a capitalist um, from a capitalist angle. We need to look at our farming from a socialist angle. That's where, where the government steps in. We make policies like NAFTA to certify some of the things that people uh, produce, like sausages and all of that. They should make it, make it easier for, for people to access NAFTA numbers in good standard. They make sure that I need a sausage stuffer, a grinding machine, a neat environment. The banks should give me that kind of money to build that system. So policies from the government is not lip sync services. That we do, we say, oh, okay, we're putting five billion into farming. It goes where does it go to? It doesn't get to our hands. I'm a Nigerian. I've I've been at farming for over 15 years. I've never seen any loan in my hands. You you toil, you 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 struggle, you go out there. And you've applied for various you, loans. Various loans. I can bring the certificates, everything for you. You we don't get access to those things. Sometimes the banks will tell you we don't fund startups. So the government needs to make policies that would help the farmers to produce because we'll get to a point that we'll start getting hungry as a nation. Considering your, what would you say are some of the basic challenges associated with livestock farming in Nigeria? Oh, diseases uh, is one. Uh, cattle rustling is another one. Uh, TV in other, <laughs> in other sectors. Um, lack of knowledge in farming. Uh, Let's say availability of uh, raw materials for production of feed for animals, then uh, lack of capital to take off for some people, interest rates in banks, zoonotic diseases, uh, another problems that we have. We have uh, problems of market, middlemen in the market. Uh, there's so many things, there's so much, so much. So there's certainly a lot to contend with. Yes. Ah. Uh, considering your your international exposure, what practical approaches would you recommend for optimizing livestock farming in Nigeria consistent with global best practices? Okay. Uh, first things first, we already have a global practice in Nigeria. You'll be shocked that we have a National Veterinary Research Institute that was established in 1819 and it has been of high repute worldwide. We still have people, when I was schooling there, I had people from South Africa as my classmates, people from Gambia, Cameroon, and other places. They come here to learn. Uh, all of a sudden, we don't have such people coming in. And we have NITA, we have a lot of institutes in, in Nigeria that, that are meant to put us at that pedestrian that is at the world-class standard. Where, where, where we're missing it is we don't... We, we are getting, we're doing it half-baked. We get to a point that uh, the private sector is not doing it well. We're trying to cut corners. Uh, the government is not putting an eye on those things. Uh, and they don't see it as a major source of revenue for the nation. Uh, 
that's just why if we see it as a major source of revenue we'll get to that standard see we have professionals in Nigeria that can do this thing well we have a lot of them we I'll, I'll tell you that um, there's, there's a disease called uh, uh, there's a disease in dogs that causes uh, they call it uh, abortus uh, so I'm trying to remember the name it's it's uh, it causes female dogs to to abort or give birth to stillbirth and it affects human beings the vaccine was discovered here in Nigeria in Vaughan by Dr Umo so we have a lot of professionals see in the 70s when the Jos Abattoir was built which was like the the state of the art abattoir all over northern Nigeria the best people that do hides and skin were found in Jos that's why we have the Marabuta leather works the best people that cut off skin from cows are here in Jos and we had a standard of doing premium cuts way back in the 70s where did we throw that away we don't have premium cuts we don't test our animals for for public health we don't do a lot of things so we need to get to that basics we need to get back if we want to compete worldwide not just that we need to be healthy too thank you so as we round off this discussion what are your final words for the listener well um if you're a farmer i would advise that keeping and hanging be strong don't lose faith just do the best you can don't cut corners and do the right thing and for people that are interested in going to farming and for politicians out there you need to look at the livestock sector as a cash generating machine for Nigeria yeah. all right then i've been speaking this morning on Nasco Moments radio show with Mr. Wudiama Paul Gindu it has been a pleasure hosting you today thank you for being here thank you i'm yeah. sure that uh, the listener has found these thoughts and views on entrepreneurship and commercial prospects in livestock farming very revealing listener we end the show here remember to follow the program on facebook at www.facebook.com/nascogroup or you can follow on twitter the handle is at @nascogroup We encourage and welcome you to freely send feedback on any aspect of the Nasco Moments radio show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. This week on the Nasco Moments trivia, the question is, in what year was the domestic commercial cattle ranch established in Nigeria and by what company? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777. Include your name and location, please. Our question last week was, in what town and state is the first Made in Nigeria car plant located? The answer is Newi in Anambra State. We'd like to congratulate our winners, Barrister Philip Akila and James Onu Imoni from Angoldi. We'll call you and tell you how to claim your NASCO gift basket. The NASCO Moments Radio Talk Show has been brought to you by NASCO. It was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants, Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer Harun Audu, Research and Content Development, George Palm, Harun Audu, and Malau Sylvanus, Production Coordinators, Solomon Audu, Malau Sylvanus, and Deborah Galadima. I'm Hidden Gang. Always wash your hands as much as you can and stay safe from COVID-19.